the latest in agricultural media, and some smart conversation. This is the Ag Communicators Network Podcast. Welcome to the 25th episode of the Ag Communicators Network Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Navarra. The coronavirus pandemic has all of us looking at how we run our media businesses, and it is forcing us to change. Today, I have three guests from a variety of roles in the ag communications industry who will share how they have adapted to the frequently changing situation, one that often shifts by the hour. Chuck Zimmerman from Zimcom New Media, Greg Hillier, the editor-in-chief of Progressive Farmer, and Barb Anderson are all going to share their insights into how the coronavirus pandemic is affecting their businesses. We did have a few technical glitches during the recording, but hope that you'll stick with us through the end as all three of the guests have some great advice that you can use. My name is Barb Baylor Anderson. I am a freelancer um, from near St. Louis, um, Missouri on the Illinois side of the river. Um, I work for a variety of clients um, in terms of um, publications, companies, associations, and I have been freelancing in agriculture for almost 30 years. Thank you for joining us, Barb. We look forward to um, hearing what you have to say today. Um, Chuck, can, can you please tell listeners a little bit about your company? Sure. Uh, Chuck Zimmerman. I'm president of Zimcom. Uh, we uh, publish a website called Ag Wired, um, and on there is just all kinds of things that start as a, a personal blog going on 16 years ago now, which is hard to believe. Um, we also operate a service called Ag Newswire, where we uh, make content, news releases, and, and other types uh, distribute to, to Ag Media, including members of AAEA, the ICOM Network. Uh, and we've been podcasting for 16 years. I podcast that uh, is mostly weekly, started way back when. So it's always fun to participate in something like this. Looking forward to the discussion. Well, great. Thank you, Chuck. And um, Greg, welcome to the podcast. Can you please tell folks a little bit about your role? Yes, hi everyone. Uh, I'm Greg Hillier. I'm the editor-in-chief of Progressive Farmer Magazine. Um, the magazine has been published for 134 years. We're the largest uh, circulated farm magazine in, in the U.S. Uh, we're owned by DTN, and so uh, we work closely with my counterpart, uh, Greg Horsemeyer, who has a, has a, a newsroom. So. Uh, uh, Greg's responsible for more of our digital platforms, but uh, like I said, uh, our staff works very closely with his to provide content across a variety of platforms. Great. Well, I'm excited to have all three of you here, and I think that you each represent a different segment of the ag communication world, so I'm interested to hear um, what you have to share today about how the coronavirus pandemic has um, impacted your business and maybe how you've had to change the way you've done things to kind of adapt and move forward with the times. Um, so my first question for all of you is, you know, what have you found um, to be most challenging about the coronavirus pandemic as it relates to your role in ag communications? 
I don't know if you want us to just sort of jump in there, but uh, I, I'll be happy to say that thinking about this question, because there are, I think, some more than one challenge, but one for me has been kind of difficulty getting in touch with people, uh, very slow responses, and, and I think that has been an evolution from a lot of people having to go to work out of home versus an office that something that they were not set up for or have not had experience with um, i think there's a lot of reasons for that um, so that's kind of one when you're wanting to you know say say i'd like to do an interview with somebody or get more information or or, or what have you that's 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 been a a challenge mm-hmm Sure, a lot of competing priorities. Right. Um, Greg or Barb, how about what you've seen so far? I would just say, yeah, echo some of the things that Chuck just mentioned. I mean, oh. just the disruption in everyone's uh, workplaces, it's definitely been challenging to communicate, not only you know, with, our, with our own respective staffs, for example, but also trying to get hold of sources, uh, uh, anybody within the industry, that's certainly been a challenge. I think the other thing is too, I mean, the pandemic, everything changes by the hour, it seems like. So just the juggling of getting, you know, the huge amount of information that needs to be out there to communicate with our audiences, you know, has been a, has been a, a challenge. Can you answer your phone, Greg? And Barb, what have you seen? Have you seen similar things or something different from what Greg and Chuck have mentioned? I have seen similar things uh, to both of them, but I guess I would take a, a um, higher um, view from the, the airplane here and just say that I think that the biggest challenge has just been the uncertainty and the amount of negative news that has accompanied um, the situation. I think it makes it difficult to plan, to know um, what you uh, should be talking to folks about um, in making calls and talking to folks. You don't know what they personally have been through with this pandemic and how it's affected their lives and their, their businesses. And, you know, at, at the farmer level, it, it's just, you know, in many situations, it's been kind of sad and depressing um, and having conversations with some folks because they're doing all they can to manage in this pandemic and it's something that's out of their control. And so I think it's just required taking a different approach and talking with people and being more patient and more compassionate and trying to, you know, support them while at the same time being able to tell their stories. Mm -hmm. I would I would agree with that and I'm glad you brought that up because I think that this situation has whether it's uh, farmers that I'm connected with uh, through social media in large part or other people in the agribusiness sector um, including media and marketing uh, I think there's a big emotional toll here on this that is uh, driven by this news cycle where you're we're, we're, in, we're in an unprecedented situation, something that literally has never happened before. Um, I know people try to compare it to some other things in history, but this is different in a lot of ways. And we don't 
see an end, like a clear endpoint. So that uncertainty really weighs. And I'm a small business owner. I can tell you it, uh, it it's definitely a concern uh, because we have seen it, and we'll get to this in some of the other questions. It's definitely had an impact on on the business we're in. Mm-hmm. Well, that, an economic impact, I should say. <laughs> sure. Well, that sort of leads into the next thing I was curious to hear from each of you on. Um, I also, you know, I'm a freelancer, so I have my own small business. Um, I actually left full-time employment in March before all of this hit to, to go on my own. So it's been interesting. Um, and I've seen a lot of different things with different clients from some who have frozen budgets, some who have folded, some who have um, pushed out publishing dates. And so I guess maybe I'll start with you, Barb, um, in a similar situation. What have, you know, have you had to make changes to your business model, um, you know, to reflect what's going on with the current situation? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've had a couple of projects that have been put on hold until, um, you know, clients have a better understanding of where they're going to be budget-wise or what might be happening in their segment of agriculture to know whether they can still continue with projects that, I have been, um, uh, I guess, contracted to do. Um, at the same token, since agriculture is an essential service, clients that I have um, contracts with, I've still been able to manage that work. So I still have been able to have some um, income coming in. So that's been nice. Um, but, but, you know, like Chuck said, you just don't know. And so you got to kind of keep an eye on your personal business finances, um, look at ways that maybe you can reduce risk, obviously travel budget, there's, is non-existent right now. So that's been a plus from an economic perspective. And I think you kind of have to keep the word no out of your vocabulary as a freelancer. And if someone contacts you with a potential opportunity, whether it's something that you may may not have done three months ago, I think you need to give it some consideration and see if it's uh, an opportunity to broaden what you're doing or provide support in another area or another commodity um, or another aspect of the ag business. And hopefully, you know, these, these negatives, ultimately we can turn into positives. I think that's great advice. Thank you. Um, Greg, what have you seen um, in the publishing world as far as how it has impacted your business model? Right, you know, so as a traditional farm publication, you know, we rely on advertising revenue and certainly we've seen a pullback on advertising budgets, cancellation of budgets, things of that sort. So it's definitely had an impact on our, on our bottom line, you know, uh, and of course, when you have fewer pages of advertising, you have smaller, smaller issues. <clears throat> so we've definitely seen it, an impact there. Um, fortunately, we have uh, revenue from subscriptions as well, so that helps. And then, of course, on, on our digital platforms, we have uh, public sites as well as paid subscriptions. So those have held up fairly well. Um, I think the one thing that we've looked at, though, um, we're trying to stay optimistic and positive throughout this and looking for, for opportunities. In fact, we've been investing in some new programs and initiatives, expanding some of the platforms and what we're doing. So we're taking the position that, uh, you know, that we'll emerge even stronger, you know, on the other side of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I agree with you. I listen to a lot of um, leadership podcasts and follow a lot of folks on LinkedIn and 
you know, sometimes they say the strongest businesses are the ones that are born or emerge out of a economic hard time. Well, exactly. it, it, yeah, we, we definitely are in that. I talk to a lot of people uh, in various parts of the business. Some of it I've just, I've had time. I've been making some random calls with some contacts and friends. So I've, I've heard a lot of different stories, but for, for us, a large part of the work we've done with the model we we walk, we worked into with this business has required us to be on site at a at a particular event like a conference. It, it could even be field days, for that matter, on a farm or uh, maybe a a product announcement. And obviously, none of that's happening. And yes, we had contracted. Uh, uh, agreements for events that have been canceled, several of them postponed. And postponed, I learned, isn't just later in the year. It could be next year or the year after in the mm. case of one conference. Oh, wow. It's in every other year. Yeah. So we won't be seeing them for two years. But um, so that's that's made us really look at what are the things we do that do not require travel. Um, and, and like, Great. We see each other a lot of places. Uh, I'm hoping we get to do that again soon, sooner than later. But we have taken on a few projects of something that's like Barbara saying, I don't know if I can really, yes, I can do this. Maybe it's something I've kind of shied away from, but turned out to be a, um, a positive experience. So I think that's what you have to do at these times is, is be open. And, uh, but the inability to just visit with somebody in person um, at their office and stuff, that's, that's just puts a big crimp on, I think, almost any business model. Um, as I talk to salespeople who really want to go see their customer, but they're having to do a, you know, a video chat. And when it comes to farmers, some of them aren't, they may not even have a good signal to do that with. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You know, I think each of you has alluded to, you know, taking on projects that you may not have um, taken on previously or been open to working with um, different types of clients. Um, have you pivoted at all into something that you've never done before? Um, you know, maybe it was a getting into a podcast or another sort of passion project that's always been on the back burner. Um, have any of you seen an opportunity to incorporate that into what you're doing um, now because of the situation that we have? Uh, so this is Greg. So yeah, we definitely have. We, we've, we've found that we're holding more webinars, for example. Um, we're also, we also recently launched uh, a new podcast. So uh, we are looking more on, you know, different digital platforms to get information and content out there. And uh, we're also, you know, taking a, a look at uh, some of our e-newsletters and revamping some of those and, and you know, uh, tweaking those as well. So definitely from a, a digital standpoint, we're trying to get information out there because as Chuck said, we can't uh, visit with folks face to face and, you know, we're all in a relationship business. So that's really curtailed that, that part of it. Mm -hmm. That's an excellent point. Um, Barb? This is Barb. 
Yeah, I've, I've tried to um, look outside of agriculture and look locally a little bit, um, especially um, with regard to the food supply chain and um, explore opportunities there or, you know, the connections I have through professional networks um, uh, close to home. I've talked to some of those folks that have had some small communications needs where you can kind of pitch in and do something. So, so um, definitely a little bit out of my comfort zone in terms of, of stepping outside of agriculture. But again, I tried to look at that as an opportunity to maybe expand um, the business and do some things with folks I might not have otherwise tried to contact uh, for work in the past. Mm -hmm. Yes. Apologize for that. <laughs> um, I agree with you, Barb. That's one thing that I myself have found is had to, um, you know, a lot of my niche has been in the horse industry and they have been impacted pretty heavily. And so trying to look to, um, you know, local, local clients who may be in other industries or even bigger business magazines who may just want to hear about agriculture because they are really open to, you know, hearing about what is going on in farming right now. I've, you know, I've heard a lot of people um, comparing our current situation to the, um, the economic situation that we went through in 2008 with the Great Recession. And I was just curious to hear each of your thoughts on um, if you felt that this was similar, um, similar impact to your communications related businesses, or if this is really um, different altogether. Well, I was just going to um, go back to something that Greg had said with regard to advertising and the impact on um, publication size and, and editorial. And certainly in 2008, um, you know, you, you could kind of see a decline in the print work that you were doing uh, because of that. And I'm seeing a little bit of that same thing now. Um, so that's the similarity I would draw between the two. Chuck, I think you. Also wanted to I was going to say that I think this is, I think that um, the situation we're in right now is, is very different in a lot of ways. I mean, the, the thing that might be similar is what Barb and uh, Craig mentioned in terms of things like budgets for advertising, for example. But um, I, I think that... Uh, it, this is so unprecedented and it is affecting folks in ag media uh, besides economically, more emotionally. And um, for me, it just seems like it's, um, it's the uncertainty part of it that we mentioned before that uh, is different because that, you know, the banking crisis or whatever you want to call the, that financial uh, you know, was started in the in the banking industry largely. Uh, you know, I think I think my recollection was we we were a little bit insulated from that somewhat. Uh, in that, I know we didn't. I don't remember seeing a real drop in business like we're seeing now. Um, and and I don't, and I know it's not just me, but looking for other sources of revenue. I'm glad I think Barb mentioned that. I talked to one media person who, you know, they depend a, a lot on national advertising. That's obviously down, delayed, or it's being uh, directed in a different channel, for example, but mm -hmm. they started looking at their local and regional 
businesses more. And they were actually really surprised to find that some of those businesses, maybe um, like, like, let's say a state, uh, a state association that's part of a national one, and seeing that they had budget available and they had never thought about really going to them before. And, and they said, really, if it wasn't for the income we're receiving from these types of businesses, we're not sure we would be, uh, you know, not just making payroll, but surviving. So I think it's really important to look for alternatives. Yeah, I, I would just add to that too. I mean, I think what's different <clears throat> with the pandemic versus 2008, for example, is that this has been just a, a shock to the whole global economy. I mean, we're, we were talking about, you know, people staying at home, businesses yeah. closing, being forced to close because of the pandemic. And, you know, with so many of, of the larger agribusinesses who are global companies, I mean, there's really no place to hide. It's affecting all phases, you know, all their markets. And, uh, you know, we still don't know what the, all the repercussions are going to be from this. I mean, uh, you know, there are, always, there are already concerns about second waves hitting this winter and all that. And uh, until a vaccine is, is, uh, is found, I think we're in a high, high uh, level of uncertainty and anxiety. And when that happens, you know, budgets, budgets usually follow in terms of, you know, cutting back on, on advertising and things of that sort. So I just think, at least for right now, it's just a very, very uncertain time uh, for, for a lot of folks. Mm. I would agree with you. I think the uncertainty is probably the hardest. Um, and just, you know, there's no, um, you know, every, every state, every area is also taking a different approach. So it leads to some more of that uncertainty um, because there's just very different approaches across the board. I was- um, That is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was curious if each of you might have a piece of advice to offer um, to other ag communicators who may be tuning into this podcast, um, whether it's just to help them um, kind of get through the uncertainty that we are all feeling or um, something that you have found helpful in your business model that they may as well. Um, just maybe a, you know, a takeaway that they could have, you know, once our podcast is complete. So just a couple things. One, I think it's very important for us as ag communicators to stay focused. I mean, what we do has never been more important. There's some, you know, uh, our audiences are relying on, on us to provide, you know, critical information and insights uh, to maneuver, you know, through this pandemic. So <clears throat> definitely we need to stay focused. But I think, too, every day we need to find something positive. It's easy to, uh, to uh, get down when you listen to uh, some of the news and <clears throat> reports that are out there. So, you know, for me and, and, and my team, we try to stay positive every day and at the same time stay focused on what we're doing. Great. Thank you for that good advice. I would just say, you know, I know there's a lot of other type A people out there and I am, I am the definition of type A. So it's very difficult for me to kind of roll with the punches of uncertainty. But I think to be professionally healthy, you have to be personally healthy. And for me, that's being uh, connected with my family and friends and those people that I work with. Um, I think it's important to stay healthy and kind of maintain your usual schedule as much as you possibly can. 
and keep your fingers crossed that this uh, warmer temperatures are going to be coming soon for those of us in the Midwest and we can get outside and, and enjoy and keep things in perspective. That's an excellent point. I think we're also all very yeah, I, that way. Yeah. yeah, I jotted down a couple notes to this one. Um, for me, the first thing that came to mind was prayer. Um, I'm a firm believer in the power of prayer. And one of the things that I've been doing since this whole thing started is uh, I'm the person that live streams mass at our church for their Facebook page. It's a skill that comes from work and it was kind of rewarding to see how many literally thousands of people we are reaching and these comments about how grateful they are. So that's been kind of a fulfilling experience. Uh, activity to do um, where there's not much else I can go do. <laughs> and then I put down exercise, uh, starting my day just like any other day, shower, get dressed and get started because I do work out of a home office anyway. Talking with more family members like Barb mentioned and, and just like I said earlier, randomly just calling some business contacts to see how they're doing and and learn how they're coping. So those are some of the things that I think that have been helpful for me because, um, yeah, I, 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 like, I like to be able to come to a solution and we do have a situation with all this uncertainty that makes that really hard to do right now. Mm, that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, I appreciate um, all of you joining me this afternoon um, to provide some of your insights and feedback and your own experiences as to how the coronavirus is impacting um, ag communications. So thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you, Katie. This has been an Ag Communicators Network podcast. Thanks for listening. And please visit us online at agcomnetwork.com for more great content.